prepare to listen to our scripture this morning. Listen to this familiar story for what makes a builder wise, what makes a builder foolish. And keep in mind, this is at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount. Today's scripture is from Matthew 7, verses 24 through 29. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like the foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Now when Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. Holy wisdom, holy word. Please pray with me. May these words, O God, speak your truth to us today. May our hearts be open to hearing the word you have for us, whatever it may be. And may our lives be transformed by your grace. Amen. So when Tom and I were in the process of adopting a baby, we made a video to help potential birth mothers get to know us a little bit. Not quite sure how to do it, we proceeded to make a plan for what we thought we should do. We imagined some questions that a young woman might have for us. We thought a little bit about what the answers might be, and we decided to just let it flow without too much rehearsal or script. We recruited a friend to come and videotape us answering those questions as we sat on the couch in our living room. So as it turned out, our let it flow attitude didn't work so well. We were uncomfortable, it was unnatural, And frankly, the results were a total bomb. It was so boring. And it didn't seem to reflect us at all. It just made us look stiff and uncomfortable and dull. So then I saw this heartwarming video of a family's first days with their adopted daughter from Ethiopia. It showed them playing and laughing and hugging and enjoying each other while this fun song played in the background. And I realized that what we were missing in our video was the essence of us. We had gone down this path that we thought we should, and it was well-intentioned, but it didn't really reflect us, who we were or how we interacted with one another or what our character was as a family. So we made a new video, and this time we did not speak. It was much better not to speak. We settled on what life lessons that we hoped to teach a child, and and we wrote each on a piece of poster board. And then we had some fun with it. We had a friend videotape us in different scenes, holding up our poster board with the things we wanted to say. And so, for example, one of them was play with abandon. And we were in our bathrobes in our kitchen, flipping pancakes into the air from a pan on the stove. And another one was, know that nothing can separate you from God's love. And we were sitting right here with this stained glass window in the background. 
And with just the right song dubbed in, our new video reflected us. It showed who we were, and it gave a sense of how we were as a family. We had the same goal with both videos, but with very different results. In our story we just heard from Matthew today, we also hear about two paths that begin the same way, but with widely differing results. There was a wise man and a foolish man, and they both wanted to build houses. They had the same goal. They had the same resources. And they will experience the same storm. Where they differ is literally at the very base level, their foundations. The man who built on sand worked very hard on his house. Like the other man, he carried the stone, he cut the wood, he formed the bricks from clay, and it surely took weeks of back-breaking labor. And he persevered until his house was complete. And he certainly wasn't acting without thought or without plans or good intention. In fact, until a storm comes, there's no outward indication of his foolishness. There's no hint that his foundation is compromised. In the present moment, this man's man's house is solid. He can live in it indefinitely in good weather. His house looks good, but his foundation is shaky. You see, sand shifts and moves under pressure. It sinks and it gives way. And a house built on sand, no matter how well constructed, cannot stand securely under the great pressure of a storm. The house is not able to fully be the house it was intended. It's not able to have its intended purpose when it's built on shifting sand. Have you ever had that kind of experience putting all kinds of time and effort into something just to figure out in the end that it isn't quite what you hoped it would be? Or spending great amounts of energy trying to make something happen because you thought you should, then regretting it later because it it really wasn't the right thing for you? It can happen when we aren't grounded, when we don't stand on a solid foundation. Individuals or groups can experience the ungrounded shifting sands that make our efforts fall short of the kind of integrity that comes with living into the essence of who we are. Fortunately for us, Jesus gives us a solid foundation for how to live with integrity in community. When he says, everyone who hears these words of mine, he's referring to the teachings that he just gave in what we call the Sermon on the Mount. This story, The Wise and Foolish Builders, comes at the end of the sermon, and the Beatitudes were at the very beginning. And the Beatitudes set the stage for the rest of that teaching. We've been hearing about them throughout the fall as as Brad has taught them to us as a foundation for who we are to be in community. Blessed are the poor in spirit. The foundation begins with an awareness that we need, specifically that we need God to guide us in our plans, our decisions, and our choices. Blessed are those who mourn. 
We lament the places in our lives, our community, and our world that lack wholeness and health, those spaces that need more God. Blessed are the meek, recognizing that we need God. We humbly seek power that comes only through God rather than through worldly arrogance or control. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We seek what is right as part of the building of God's heaven here on earth. Blessed are the merciful. We act with mercy toward ourselves and others and creation. Blessed are the pure in heart. We follow God with our whole heart and our whole lives. Blessed are the peacemakers. We work toward reconciliation where there is division and hurt. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. We remain committed to God's truth, even in the face of persecution or dissent. In other words, we establish our foundation on God's wise guidance and thereby become living witnesses to the gospel message of grace and love in this world. Is that easy? No. No, it's not. At least not for any one of us to do alone. So here's the great hope. This is the direction that we are given for how to live in community with one another. Just as it takes many people with varying skill sets to build a physical house, we need the unique collective gifts that are present here that stem from our individual relationships with God. In our midst, there are people who fit these descriptions, those among us who are humble, those who understand God's righteousness and actively follow God's guidance for justice, those who embody deep faith in God, those who are skilled at helping to bring healing where there is pain or dis-ease. And their presence and activity in our midst reveals to us God's blessing and inspires all of us as a community to move our community of faith more toward these divine values. As a whole, we use our gifts and resources to build God's heaven right here on earth. As a whole, we can stand grounded on the rock of Jesus, the Christ, as we live out God's vision for our church community. So we looked in depth this past spring at the defining statement of our church. As a reminder, here's how we define our community of faith. Aldersgate is an accepting Christian community where all are welcome to gather and serve, to search and find, to help and heal, to laugh and love. That is what God is calling us to be at this moment in time. Our house, this community of faith, was built 51 years ago. And we are here today because those who came before us had a God-led vision and built this ministry on the solid foundation of Christ. This church has weathered some storms, and this church has basked in the sun, 
because a group of wise builders established it on faith, faith in Jesus, the Christ. And since then, builders have continued to renovate and redecorate and remodel this house, both literally and figuratively. You see, if a house stands long enough, it'll look a little different over time. Rooms may be added on, walls taken down, windows resized. We may have a new skylight here or a sealed-up doorway over there. There may be changes over time when a house stands long enough. Well, similarly, if a Christ-centered ministry stands long enough, it too will be revisioned and recreated over time. People who once participated here, after a long absence, may return and notice that it looks a little different. It feels a little different. Maybe it even sounds a little different than when they left. That's a good sign. Even more, that is necessary. It's an indicator of growth and flexibility, of resiliency and faith. We are all builders. Today, each person here, we are builders in this community of faith. And we're not just builders, we're stewards. We are the stewards of all that is Aldersgate United Methodist Church. All the resources that we have here are in our hands to use. We have resources of time and energy, gifts and talents, money and donations. All that we collectively have, we can use and build with and maintain as God leads us. So what kind of a builder are you? What kind of builders are we as a community? The first man in our scripture is called Wise. He was a good steward of his resources. He used all that he had to build a house that would keep him secure well into the future. He listened to Jesus' words, and he acted on those teachings. The second man, the one called (laughs) Foolish, was a poor steward of his resources. And all that he had is washed away in sinking sand. He heard Jesus' teachings, and he chose not to let the truth and the grace of God guide him in his choices and actions. So whether we mean to be or not, we are all builders, and we are all stewards, both individually and collectively. And being good stewards, wise stewards of our faith community means being grounded in the ways that Jesus describes in the Beatitudes. It means being who God calls us to be as a church. It means being a community of faith that doesn't act based on what we or others think we should do, but to act with integrity to who we are and where God is leading us. Being wise stewards means allowing the essence of who we are an accepting Christian community to undergird and show through in everything that we do. As builders in this church, we get to make choices that reflect the love and grace and joy of God as modeled for us in the life and teachings of Jesus. This house 
called Aldersgate, can continue to grow deeper in faith and mercy, in humility and love, in peace and righteousness, and in joy. Remember that that second video I told you Tom and I made? So to this day, when we watch it, we smile. We smile because we see ourselves, our family, reflected there. We smile because we knew when we made it that it would help our child to find us. And there's great joy in building something that allows your true essence to show and even to shine. Today is a day in the life of the church where we celebrate our participation in building and being a part of seeing that the essence of who we are as God's beloved children shines through. We offer pledges of financial resources to help build this ministry and to keep it running smoothly and prayerfully and with God's leading. Without financial backing, we can't maintain a ministry, and we certainly can't maintain a growing, thriving ministry securely grounded in Christ and flexible enough to follow God's leading over time. However, money is not the only resource needed to build an effective, vibrant, stable, alive ministry. We'll have some opportunities early next year to learn more about a wide range of spiritual gifts, and and we're planning a workshop in early March to spend some intentional time with our spiritual gifts. Even now, though, this church needs you. This church needs the God-given gifts and blessings and talents that you uniquely bring. This community needs your humility, your ability to act for righteousness, your mercy, your deep faith, your peacemaking ways, the gifts that Jesus calls out as foundational for a God-centered community. So as you prepare to offer your financial pledge commitment for the next year, I want to encourage you to reflect on, on the other gifts that you have to offer this community of faith. What kind of a builder are you? How are you being called by God to participate in building this ministry in this community? Is God maybe calling you to share something that you haven't yet dared to share? How can you participate in the stewardship of the collective resources for God's ministry through Aldersgate United Methodist Church? Please, write that on your pledge card. Not only what you'll contribute financially, but also what you will contribute in other ways to keeping this church on the solid foundation of Christ. Together, as a community, we can continue the ministry that was begun a half century ago, and we can live into the kind of community that God is currently calling us to be, the kind of community that reflects God on every level, so that friends and strangers will know God just by seeing us. Let's be wise stewards as we continue to build for our present and for our future. Amen. Amen.